<laughs> okay, one more time. All right. I'm April White. And I'm Christopher Tompkins. And you're on the line with the Hype Buster. Welcome. Ready for some real talk on strategic communications? You're in the right place. Did you just turn Irish? Yes, I did. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I didn't know you could do an Irish accent. Do more. Say more things. Oh, no, you're you're putting me on the spot. I don't know if I can do it all day. (laughs) (laughs) With ad tech ecosystem. I can't, it shouldn't be that funny, but it's so funny. No, I, I, I have enough drinks in me. I can do a good English one too. A very convincing Ooh. English one and a very convincing Irish one. Because I, I did that the whole time I was in England. I picked it oh. up. I have one of those, I have, I have an ear for accents and then it will immediately change the way I speak. Oh, I love that. I wish I could have done that. I tried to get an Australian accent when I lived in Australia and it didn't work so well. But I came back with a weird hybrid that didn't sound American or Australian and everyone's like, what is happening? Um, <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome to Hypebusters. Hey. Hey. Uh, Christopher Tompkins here um, with the lovely, beautiful April, angelic, pure. What? How would I deserve this? What did you do to deserve this? You were born that way. (laughs) Oh, you. So April, well, hey everybody, welcome, glad you're joining us. Um, uh, We have a really interesting show, we have a lot of good news, and we're not going to talk about meta at all. So this is a meta-free episode, and guess what, Musk ain't talking about you either. Will Smith, go slap someone else, because you can't slap us down. (laughs) Yeah, this is, it started off in a very odd direction, so let's see if we can kind of... Now, well, now I feel like I'm beholden to not talk about Elon or yeah, Will Smith. I, I know. I mean, all, all of our favorite. Or Metaverse. Yeah. None of these things can be, now they're taboo subjects. What, so what happens? Do we get a penalty if we mention one of these off, off uh, limits topics? No, I just, I, we'll lose another sponsor. Um, I mean, <laughs> due to the controversial comment of previous episodes, we have lost um, a couple sponsors. But you know what? Thanks for sticking with us, um, other sponsors. So, uh, uh, um, April, how was your week? It's been good. It's been good. It's been motoring along. We have uh, with our operations team in the Ukraine. We now have a bit of a of a bump that we're hitting, which is not so great. But hopefully, they're going to be fine, and you know, eventually, this will come to some conclusion. And something like just to kind of highlight this for anyone that's listening that is looking for um, for virtual workers, there are a lot of virtual workers that are ready to be employed in the Ukraine and they could really use the support. So if this is definitely something that you would be interested in exploring, April has a really great contact. So please reach out to her um, because it's really important for us to be able to support people. And we're trying to help really talented individuals shine during tough times. So definitely reach out to April because she has a, a phenomenal contact for that. Yeah. And you're very happy with their work. You love them. Oh my God. They're amazing. And they're so smart and they're so sweet and they're so appreciative and they're, you know, they're a really central part of our team. You know, the, the wages we can pay them are also more than they would be able to get otherwise. Right. So Absolutely, yeah. it's, it's, it's a, it's a win-win I think, but it's definitely a hard time for them. And I'm, my heart goes out to them. Yeah. Mine as well. And I think that um, one of the things that um, you, you may not know about April is that she doesn't know how to promote stuff that she does that's very important. So um, one of the things that happened in the last few days that's really important is that uh, April had a TEDx talk. <laughs> now, man. I know, I just gonna <laughs> like you worked your ass off on that. And it's like, God, what can I be candid about? <laughs> oh my God. Oh, hey. I'm good at promoting other people, not myself. <laughs> well, I gave you the platform. What'd you well, do? Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So yes, my TEDx talk came out, which is amazing. 
and yeah, it's been a, it's been a wild ride. I mean, it was, it, it's, it's one of those things where I kind of had one of those, you know, M&M moments, right. It was like, oh, you only get one shot, not miss your chance to blow opportunity comes once in a lifetime. It was one of those, like, oh, this is what he's talking about, right? Like you don't really get a second shot at a TEDx talk. So good luck. <laughs> I hope it's what you need it to be, but it did, you know, in the end it, it did with a lot of, you know, help and coaching and revising and rethinking and, and things. I think it, it was the, it was the best I could offer now, right? Not to say in five, 10 years, I wouldn't have something more powerful to share, but at, at this point in time, I felt like, okay, I, I delivered what's in me as a gift. Right. And I'm, I don't want to say proud of it, but I'm very pleased that I had that opportunity and that it came together like it did, you know? And I think that your message is really important too. I think especially during these times when everything is so divisive, I think that, um, cause uh, you know, could you speak to that for like a, a like a hot second? Um, about yeah. Your talk? yeah. So, so it's about the fight to live united basically. And you know, this is a, a really challenging time where people are having a, an incredible fractionalization of society. Yeah. And this is a moment where the only way that we're going to bring that back to center is individually as individuals. Mm -hmm. And so really it's about, okay, what can you change in yourself to change the world? Cause that's all you really have control over at the end of the day. It's you, that's it. You can't control what other people do. I mean, you can try, but it's, it's futile and it's not really very kind, right? This you have, your domain is what you can change. So you can change how you interact with other people. You can change how you, what your perspectives are, but that's it. And everything else can change by extension, by osmosis or, you know, mm -hmm. but, but you have, you have to be the change, right? At the risk yep. of sounding cliche. So, so it's really about that idea that living United has to start within. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a, it's interesting too, because it's something that, um, even for me, when we were talking about kind of like me over the last week, I was like working so hard that I was starting to get sick and my self-care was terrible. And what I find is that even it's an adjacent topic, but one of the things for me that changes it for me is service. And service is not something that I get an opportunity to do in terms of altruistic service. I mean, I will do it like for when, when I can go above and beyond for clients or if they're asking for assistance in other areas, I can go and riff and do all that kind of stuff and, and dazzle them and make them happy and make them feel great, um, which is great for me. I mean, not without getting paid additionally for it, but outside of work, it's kind of like, what do you do outside of work? And so I would like, I was talking to my therapist and I was trying to like, see like the, what now, what can I do to kind of get unblocked or kind of feel a little bit more tethered to not human beings? Because I don't dislike being around other people. I mean, I, I'm an extroverted introvert. <laughs> I just don't suffer fools. Um, yeah. But I don't suffer fools because I'm an agency owner. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm just kind of like working a regular nine to five job where I can, I'm not in charge of a lot of people's livelihood. So I have to protect everybody by being a little bit um, tough at sure. Yep. And so one of the things is she's like, well, could you take off one day a week? And I was thinking to myself, God, I could never do that. And then I was just looking, um, I was just looking at things that I'd started relationship building in our community. And there's um, a pay what you can kitchen that's in, um, that's a restaurant in a really close um, neighborhood's mine. And they're looking for people to do cooking. And to cook, to deliver to for the people that come comes into the cafe and they have whatever, um, and it's every Friday. And I was like, you know what? Every Friday, I'm going to commit myself to cut out my entire morning and do that. And then I can go back to work, but I'm just going to do that. And I don't care if I'm going to go back to work at two o'clock, or if it's one o'clock, or if it's four o'clock. I'll come back when I come back. But I'm going to commit myself to do that. So I'm I've been like revamping that conversation so I could do it, and that's going to be such a game changer for me because I love doing that kind of stuff. And in those, I'm tasking myself with not being in control, not mm. trying to run it, mm -hmm. not trying to offer suggestions, and just be. So I love that. Yeah, it's going to be so good. Yeah, and in doing that kind of service, I feel like always fuels you too. Mm -hmm. 
gives you some some extra boost. Well, yeah, because if you're if you're constantly navel gazing, I think it's kind of it, it's it it gets a little tedious. Yeah, it's it's a nice perspective setting activity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think that you have to be tethered to nature, tethered to community, tethered to like lots of different things, rather than just like oh, well, the first person you have to work on it is yourself. Well, yeah, but you have to work on yourself with other elements for service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and so that's kind of been my main focus over the last few days just because I wanna, yeah I want to re- I just want to reduce I want to reduce my own stress and I think the way to do that is to kind of give my energy to something that is not a hundred percent about me being a hundred percent in charge <laughs> yeah I like it Good so for you. yeah so that's uh other than that work is work is agency life is agency life <laughs> somehow your altruism has just completely trumped my TEDx talk <laughs> no no folks you just click on like, the link I, <laughs> click on the link somewhere I did a TEDx talk and Chris did something to make the world better I'm just <laughs> no your 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 voice is going to carry across the chasms of diversity and and land um, no uh, I, I, I do I do hope so so yeah, but to digress, I was um, this, and then we can get we can get into the news because there's some good stuff to cover today. Um, <clears throat> the best thing ever. Okay, you know you're vetting people um, when you're hiring them. So I'm currently hiring for like a bunch of positions, and this name came through, and the, she's not qualified. Like I didn't. She's her qualifications are like she's a programmer or something, and she's trying to go for an entry level job, and just doesn't seem right. Doesn't fit. But then I was like, okay, this is like the sixth job that she's applied to. Let's do a deep dive. So I did a deep dive on her. Her post on, Jesus Christ, February 16th. Well, it was on Twitter. It was like, well, my boyfriend finally did did it. He left me and he took three of my dildos. And she had a picture of her dildos. Oh, and then oh, she had oh no, X's oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And she's like, at least I still have Millie for the for Valentine's Day. And I'm guessing Millie is the one that was left. Oh my but, god. But here's the here's the rub. Like no, oh, one no. of them was a, one of the ones that wasn't mentioned was a butt plug. No, no, no. I can't on Twitter. What is Twitter. happening? Stop. <laughs> And I was like, should I call her? <laughs> is she like, seeing anyone? Hey, you know this is public? Is that where, is that oh where you're going to call her? I'm like, hey, how you doing? How's Millie? Um, my, fa- my face is red just thinking about, like, I can't even, like, just listening is making me blush. This is why, okay, because, you know, I'm in, I'm, in, I'm in my office. And the office, our offices. So we had, like, five or six people here. I was just like. Come to the Chris office. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I folded oh up on oh the big God. screen. Oh and I was like, guys, this, can't, this, die. this is terrible. I want to die. Everyone was just like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, but uh, I think we should probably digress. So I have like, I'm having like a visceral response. I don't know how to continue. <laughs> well, we'll move on from <laughs> dildos of dildos past. Oh, something that is no, <laughs> you, uh, Chris. <laughs> I told you, come on. I've gotten job interviews that say, why should I hire you? It's because I have a hot body. And then a picture of someone's torso. Oh my God. <laughs> but you know what? You know what really brings us back to earth, dildos or no dildos, um, is definitely breaking news. You ready? Want me to dive in? Yes, please. Okay. Anything to get away from that conversation. Anything to move away from that vibrator. So um, <clears throat> the first thing um, we'll start off on a sweet note is how prepared is the ad industry for a cookie-less future? Okay, so first off, does everybody need to know what cookies are? April, do you know what a cookie is? Could you define yes. it? Okay, what is your definition of a cookie cookie? Oh boy. I mean, I'm gonna sound so stupid. No. How do I describe, how do I describe this? They're like, no, they're, you're, they're like, you're, you're normalizing yourself to our listeners. They want they want our folksy humor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's about to get real folksy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's like the little the little things that are left behind to you know to track your online activity close that's true that's true there are bits of code that are left behind that take all of y'all info so people can retarget you yes um, and lots of different ads to a state of a annoyingness um advertisers are have been seeing this for a while i mean this is something that every, every with all the privacy been happening and let's just say everything uh, all around privacy yeah i mean <clears throat> advertisers are i don't think advertisers are ready i think they're at the ready like you know what i mean they're they're like preparing for it but it's kind of like oh shit, the tornado's right there I mean, it's not like, you know what I mean? Let's get out of here. Let's leave this town and go somewhere else and figure it out. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, I'm sorry. I had a, sorry, I had an earthquake here. Um, Chris, Chris just knocked over his microphone. He got so excited. Yeah. And if you're on our OnlyFans, you could watch that. Bang. For $4.99 a week. But, uh, but yeah, so yeah, I, I, I don't think that, um, I think that this is going to cause a lot of issues. Um, for a lot of different companies. The whole Google privacy sandbox, what comes out of there, it's super confusing to me because this is not my forte because Google advertising is not something I like to handle because of all of the intricacies. So, yeah. so yeah, so I think a lot of people are feeling like, yikes. Yeah, that's so, interesting. So, yeah, so, um, and without all of that, um, gravy of retargeting i think they're going to struggle struggle to they have to change their messaging they have to change how they're going to mm. outreach they're going to have to change their budgets they're going to have to do like testing months with lots of extra dollars so yeah not great news but yeah i kind of again anytime that we talk about privacy and advertising good advertisers should not always be a step ahead of the audience they should be yeah. knocked back once in a while and tried to like be get better get better you know what i mean and i think that that's i mean that's how i feel as a marketer a digital marketer i feel like i'm knocked back constantly that i have to get better because things things are changing right so, but um but uh, you, one of the things that uh, another little known fact about april is that she loves nothing more than netflix and chilling so this next this next story is close to her heart Netflix and chilling. Oh my goodness. It says after losing subscribers for the first time in over a decade, the streamers change of heart is ramification for advertisers and the ad tech industry. This is, this is going to be interesting. I mean, if they're, cause if they're already cracking down on people sharing passwords and now they're going to introduce ads, are they going to reduce our subscription fee? So or do you have an option, like an ad option, make it cheaper? Or are they just going to stick us with ads? I think they are going to stick you with ads and then stick you with more ads and then start doing layers after they figure out how everyone's going to react to it. That's, I mean, that's how, that's how Hulu did it. Um, because in the beginning, everyone got ads and then it was like, ooh, you could not get ads or you can't get ads. Hulu is almost unwatchable. Um, I, I like a half an hour show will take like that a 20 minute show will be just like a half an hour on network and you can't get past the ads. And the worst part, there's like the some on some of the shows that I've watched recently, it's the same two ads again and again and again and Wait. again and again. So yeah, I mean, I guess this is to put them. It says the move will put Netflix at parity with competitors, including HBO Max, Amazon's Freeviv. Is that how you pronounce that? Freeviv? Freeviv? And reflects growing consumer demand for cheaper ad-supported content. Mm. Well, I don't ad know. Ad-supported streaming. Then it says any ad-supported plan by Netflix would be coming as the type of data-driven advertising Hastings alluded to. It's becoming more difficult amid a tightening data privacy landscape. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's why they did, like, for example, um, my account, I was logging into multiple devices from it. So it was showing that it was, I haven't shared my password with anyone. It's just mm -hmm. my own account, but we have it, we use it in different areas. 
and they actually canceled my account. They said, your, your account's been canceled. If you'd like to re, re, reinstate it, just click here. So they're doing that because they're trying to get everyone back in line. And also the reason why they're losing people is because they upped the price. Um, and I would say, if you start putting ads in these movies, I, I don't know about you, but I've watched the movies lately. They're all like eight hours long. Like, why do we, why can't anybody tell us a sync story anymore? Um, it's like, why, where's the hour and a half movies? Uh, I mean, easy breezy. It's like, I have to like go through every emotion that's unnecessary. Like, give Wait, me. What movie did you watch that was eight hours? <laughs> no, um, no, I didn't. I just fell asleep and woke up after four plays. But, like, <laughs> but no, it, no, it really though, honestly, um, every movie is like over two hours and like the, the Batman, I didn't watch that cause I ain't doing that, but like, that was like almost, that was over three hours. We just watched that last night. Was it was it like as romantic as you had hoped? No. Is it um long? So long. It was so long. Yeah. See, imagine that with ads. That's yeah. and then if that if they start putting ads, like half a day. <laughs> do you know what I would do? Do you know what yeah, I would we'd do? have we'd have to like watch it and eat dinner and lunch and uh, a snack later, like like. You know what? Uh, what we what we should do though, if they do put ads on Netflix, we should try to reopen Blockbusters. That's the only way that we, we can get around it, and we can buck the system. And we won't call it Blockbusters; we'll call it like Flockbusters or something. So like we don't have to worry about it. <laughs> you can just rent the movie without Blockbusters. <laughs> there we go. I love it. Yeah, it, we're opening Blockbusters. The store. <laughs> I yeah, our merch is great. It's on T Republic, but yeah. So you know, it, it is what it is on this one. Um, I I I hate it. I hope it, right. I know it's 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 inevitable, but pretty rotten. Yeah, I blame, right, you, I, blame I blame your favorite show, Bridgerton. Bridgerton. <laughs> 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 the Bridgerton laugh. <laughs> and, and my face is red again oh my god no yeah so uh another interesting story that kind of ties to when we were talking about at the top of top of the show um amazon shares a fall on bleak forecast and slowest growth since dot-com bust so don't, everyone that hates Amazon and has their own Shopify, don't just start doing your little jig suckers because this is not what the, the we're bearing the lead here a little bit. Um, they basically had um, a 7.6 billion loss on its investment in electric vehicle maker um, Rivian, and that is the big loss that they they had. But what I thought was interesting in this piece from uh, CNBC Tech was that um, da, 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 let me find it. The pandemic and the subsequent war in the Ukraine have brought unusual growth and challenges. Um, so it's, it's saying that um, the profits are taking a hit because um, a lot of its prime membership is just, it, prime membership's not growing to the level that they, would, they were hoping it would. Mm. Um, I think that it's just another one of the companies that's coming up and reporting disappointing ad revenue. And, you know, this is something that we're seeing with privacy. We're seeing this with blah, blah, blah. And we're seeing this with people going local. And I mean, every, all of this stuff has like a little bit of an impact that kind of like builds up to something. Mm. I don't feel that Amazon is, I don't really see an Amazon competitor eBay? I mean, I, I mean, I don't. I, what? What? No, it's Amazon. Amazon. Target. It's the Walmart. Only other place. I mean, I don't know. Um, Dix. <laughs> I don't know. I think it. I feel like it is what it is. Yeah. All right. That's enough about that. Who's hungry? April. You. You like a good, juicy burg. <laughs> As somebody who doesn't eat beef, yes. Um, but Burger King. <laughs> Burger King is being sued by customers who claim that the Whopper is smaller than advertised. Oh my God. Mm, yeah. So the Whopper may not be somewhat of a Whopper. Oh 
man, that's yeah. terrible. It's pretty awful. I mean, mm. how did somebody, what possessed somebody to sue them though? Filed on March 28th in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Florida. You're seeking monetary damages for anyone who was deceived by the advertising. Although the filing doesn't name a monetary target. This is fascinating to me. Is this something where you just decide, I'm just going to go sue Burger King just for the hell of it and see what happens? Or is this actually that egregious? Well, you have to find a lawyer that's that's shady enough to take it on too. Um, right. That's thirsty enough for attention. So, so, I mean, it's it's a it's a double play, and Florida's like the thirst capital. But I would say that I don't know, because um, one of the things is when you look at that stuff on the commercials that they show you, and then you see it in person, it's like, what is this? Is this the right thing? It's like it doesn't look like mm. it at all. It's all smushed, smushed, and like every. It's like it looks totally different. If you ever seen like a fast food burger unwrapped, it's not pleasant to look at. Um, <laughs> it's like something that you get in like your like a high school cafeteria. Right, you know? does not look like the ads. Yeah. So wouldn't I don't know if that would be called false advertising as well, but I think they might have some sort of like little thing on the bottom disclaimer. Mm -hmm. Right. But um, I don't, is it the size of the burger in that article? Is it like, it, I don't know what, what it's supposed to weigh. It says, um, ask Burger King to either stop selling the overstated menu items or change its advertisements. Oh God. Uh-huh. Uh, issue is quote, especially concerning now that inflation, food and meat prices are very high and many consumers, especially lower income consumers are struggling financially, the lawsuit says. I know. I real. I I could completely feel for that one ninety nine cheap piece of burger. Um, it's like <laughs> what 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 would it do? It's like eat, eat some feces. I mean, it's kind of like you know. There's there. It's, <laughs> I mean, good, I'm more upset that the Dollar Tree is a dollar twenty five now. I'm more concerned about that. That's that's false advertising that I got at the at the register. I see. So I'm going to sue Dollar Tree and say call Dollar Twenty Five Tree. Okay. Right. So I'll tell you how that goes. Uh, yeah, it sounds exciting. Right after I dump some hot a soup on my lap and sue Wendy's or something for <laughs> the food being too adequately hot for a lap. <laughs> All right. So should we move on to 80% uh, of CMOs turning to agencies for TV strategies amid streaming shift? Um, one of the big things that we are seeing across the board is that streaming is growing a lot. And um, according to like a TechCrunch article that I took a look at, um, streaming ad spend grew 57% in 2021, reaching $15.2 And the market's expected to more than double from 2020 to 2022. Now, obviously, we we see the people are cutting the cable. You know what I mean? They're cutting out. They're 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 going directly to streaming. All there's all sorts of devices where you can choose. And like literally now, you have to choose five or six different platforms to get all the shows that you want, which is going to which kind of equals up to your cable bill. But um, I, I think that it's going to, a lot of people are seeing the power in it because they're seeing results in it. And I think that being able to, and also the content that's on, and this is something that everyone buries the lead. And I know that they don't mention this in the article because no one does. If you're looking at something on, uh, I'm trying to think of a really niche one. Oh, wow. Wow is World of Wonder. And World of Wonder mm -hmm. produces RuPaul's Drag Race and all of the content on there is RuPaul's Drag Race associated. So if you advertise on that streaming platform, you're shooting fish in a barrel with the market. Mm. Absolutely. I'm not saying it's all going to be like gay men or overexcited gal pals. It's a lot of people like it, but they also have a different mindset and they have a different way of looking at things. They are very open-minded. They are usually have money um, or disposable income, not super money, but why would you not want to do that? I was talking to somebody um, today, a client, and I said to them, I said, they're like, well, how, how are we ever going to get a, get up against a national, a national company? 
You know what I mean? How would we ever, how can we ever get, get to that level? And I was like, get a PR campaign and shoot an advertisement and put it on streaming. You know, like, mm. see, that's what I would do. It's like, or should you spend $17 million on Facebook? <laughs> Marketing, I just like, here's a, here's a hype I want to bust in the chops is that because you do the Facebook doesn't mean you're going to be, you're going to be like uh, flush with orders. It, it's just not like, oh, wow. Okay. So I read somewhere, if I get a website, I'm going to be able to, I'm going to make some sales. And then you get that website. You're just like, no sales. And you're like, ah, shucks. What do they sell me? <laughs> it's like, there's, what are these voices? We started with Jamaican. Yeah, I just then it turned into I don't even know what that was. Cartoon. <laughs> like, well, southern. No, I don't want to do too many voices because I don't want to be canceled. Um, you know, uh, but yeah, but even that's all, folks. Yeah, exactly right. And then in comes like the like the hook to get me off stage, but. <laughs> But no, I really do think that um, there's there's lots of power on streaming, and I I don't I don't see when it's going to stop. Just when we even talked about um, your favorite um, pastime of Netflix and chilling, and now that you're just going to take longer for you to do that or to get to the desired result because of the ads, mm-hmm. and it's you know it is what it is. But I I mean, open your eyes because if you're out there, you do not have to be a national big huge company to advertise on some of these platforms, they offer hyper-local ads packages. So huge. You have to talk to, just talk to somebody who knows what the hell they're talking about. And that's not me. I'm not the ad person for you, but there's lots of great programmatic. <laughs> and CTV. No, because the last thing I want to do is deal with that shit. How much creative do you have to deal with? Creating <laughs> videos and commercials? No. So Chris, do you want to move on to cash or trash? Oh my God, yes. Oh my gosh, April, you know yes. how much I love Skull Candy. I have all of their products. It's so not true. What, no, wait, what, what, are, what are the Skull Candy products, Chris? I would say headphones that sound like total <laughs> So if you want to listen to like, you're like really bassy EDM, it's mm-hmm. like listening to it like someone's like someone's going like this. That's the bass. I mean, that's that's not impressive. No, skull candy is kind of like when when like your grandma gives you headphones in your Easter basket. You know, like you know you're not gonna get like AirPods or Beats. You're gonna get some some jack shit she found at Marshalls. You know what I mean? That's like halfway through it, you're like letting the dog chew it apart. Oh my god. So that's my review, Skull Candy. Again, we are open to new sponsors. Skull Candy, call us. Wait, okay. So what what is the let's get into the news around here around this though? So yeah. they're key they're it says Skull Candy keys into music, self-expression, and year-long social push. They announced this brand campaign centered around music, authenticity, and self-expression called Find Your Frequency. And it will feature one theme or frequency each month, including connection, expression, creativity, and play and spotlight each through social content, music performances, limited run product debuts, athlete collaborations, and links to community causes. That is some convoluted The headphone brand is highlighting the theme of connection with fresh content around how relationships with oneself, others, and the planet support creativity. Mm -hmm. This is, why is this so convoluted and kumbaya meets nothing well it's a it's a it's a an on it's a continuation of um, a campaign from last spring centered around championing champion and change sound uh-huh. oh ready sound without board boundaries oh okay dear skull candy your <laughs> products suck and this idea is very interesting <laughs> for a brand that is known for skulls as ma- their main kind of like branded image. Like all, it's like, it's kind of like if you were going to like borrow headphones from one of those monster high dolls. I mean, it's like, it, it's just ridiculous. 
So what happens if people listening have a skull candy headset? Have you just offended them? I you know what I would do. Pull out the headphones, walk directly to any opening and throw it out and then go <laughs> and find quality headphones that are good. Now, I don't know. The one thing I will say is that I don't know if skull candy actually delivers for gamers because the, the headset that's in this little, this little culturally diverse piece here is mm -hmm. definitely a gaming headset. Mm -hmm. So, so maybe when it, maybe it's just music it sucks at, maybe like with gunshots and like Fortnite, it's really good, but I don't you're know. Killing, you're killing me. <laughs> All right. So we're giving that a hard, a hard trash. Yeah. And, and mostly because I think the brand's terrible. And, but secondly, I do think if we're, if we're really thinking about things here, I mean, what is the message of that? It's too vague and kitchen sinky. It's yeah. all the things that doesn't have any meaning. It doesn't say anything. And it's like everyone get together to make the world a better place by, by what? Right. Yeah. It has no actionable item. Yeah. Well, all right, let's move on. Oh, oh, this is a great one. How ethnic e-grocers are turning up the heat on shoppable recipes. So companies like Wiki and Uma McCart are promoting user-generated recipes, holding contests and even paying people for the dishes that they develop. Okay. So I gotta use these, I, I, so I have to use these apps to do this. Wouldn't it be nice if I could already just do this from so these must be oh okay. I understand this. So um, the yeah, so retailers running from Walmart to the fresh market have adopted shoppable recipes as a way to join meal inspiration and digital functionality. So here's what I think about this. Yeah, let's hear it. This is totally fun. This is totally, totally fine. Like if I go to the grocery store, we have Publix down here in the South and Publix, you can go into them and they have their own recipe cards. Like you can get recipe mm -hmm. cards and they sell the recipe card insert book you put them into. And yeah. then you can go over and they have cases where it's like a full recipe and then a full recipe. Usually what they'll have is like someone cooking it and then it's just like, hey, what's a beef stroganoff? And I'm just like, no, that looks like shit. And, but, but still, they're helping you shop it, right? They're yeah. enticing. They're making the whole place smell like sweaty beef. And um, mm. I think I sweaty beef. beef. <laughs> and I know how much you like a sweaty beef. <laughs> I mean, don't get me started. Don't even get me started on my sweaty beef. You know what? Even even though I don't eat it, I have four candles in my house to just smell like sweating cows. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but I think it's, I think it's great. I, I do like, I do like the ethnic angle to this because I, do too. I think it's really cool that, you know, um, to get people to, cause I think there's a lot of people that think that, cause here's the thing. I know how some of these um, stores do this and what they will do is they will like, here's the spice. And then you buy the coconut milk. And then you buy something else. It's not like get a jar of Asian in a can and then like take it home and flarp it on some noodles. It's like actually put it in. You want a flarp? A can's a flarper. You know, like flarp. <laughs> <laughs> gotta know. Gotta know yeah. No, but but yeah. So I, yeah, I I like that because it it builds kind of exposure. It's almost like doing um those Blue Apron things mm -hmm. but you can kind of do it at a store that's really close and not have to be like stuck for the rest of your life getting like new potatoes and like pieces of salmon right. once a month to cook have you ever done a subscription box like that i subscribe to sun basket oh i've never even heard that so i get sun baskets every week but they come with the recipe card and the ingredients and then you put it together Oh, okay. And it's and it's like a lifesaver for me because I'm left to my own devices, way too busy to cook something healthy and good like that. And I would end up eating chicken fingers and pizza. And that's not really what I want to be eating. And I don't, because I'm in the wilderness, I can't really go out to eat mm. all the time. Kind of my, my New York foodie self 
yeah satiated in the wilderness yeah i I mean i think i i think that this idea is great um i don't know what the rub was in the article what they're saying this is stupid i don't really think it's stupid no i was wondering if they're saying they're doing any counterpoint in this article so yeah so i think that we are we are going the opposite way of the skull candy and we're saying that this is the type of candy that we want to eat uh i don't know about that one we'll have to we'll have to we'll have to wash that transition down with a little bit of miller light nothing gives me gas like a can of miller light or i mean puts gas in my tank that was that was really that was really i mean that was the transition of the century right there i know i swear to god Uh uh oprah was trying to get me on her show for a while amazing just (laughs) amazing so do you want me to talk about Miller Lite emphasizing the taste with beer flavor drops? Oh my God. I, I'm, I'm hating this already. Go ahead. <laughs> so Miller Lite unveiled limited edition beer drops to celebrate the upcoming National Beer Day. The liquid drops by Molson Coors brand can be added to other light beers to quote, enhance flavor. So I guess the idea is that you could have less alcohol with more flavor. The two new 15 second ads support the beer drops, highlighting that light beer is not meant to taste like water. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, their, their move to sell beer enhancing drops is an apparent jab at competitors like Bud Light, Michelob Ultra, um, both of which are owned by Anheuser-Busch. So this is pretty weird. Yeah. Um- pretty weird. Well, I think that if we're looking, okay, so here's the, okay. My issue with this is is in the visual that they're using to push it. I think that's one of my first things, because if you look at the image that's the hero in this article, it's it looks like either a deck of cards or a pack of cigarettes. The first thing I think of is that looks like a pack of cigarettes. It does. And then um, the next thing I see is- Everyone that, wants cigarettes in their beer. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> anybody that's been at a college party that's made that mistake of picking up the beer that someone put, bumped the cigarette out in. Yeah. Oof. Living oh. in a frat house, that happened a couple of times for me. Um, but <clears throat> there's no mention of watered down beer because the squeezer is mm-hmm. like, just like a flavor squeezer that you get for, for sugar, for whatever flavor you want to put in your water. And so I think making the play on the watered down would have made sense. Getting rid of the pack of cigarettes and just making it more nail on the head. I feel like this is very, that image very is confusing. It is. (laughs) Yeah. And they blurred out this weird can of light beer so that it's brandless, but then it's like, what's happening? You're pouring cigarettes in your can, your beer can that got washed out like what's happening yeah, also, don't they like blur out genitals like i don't know why it's kind of like why they're blurring out i just don't it doesn't it's too weird for me um so trash i'm trashing this one as well no, i do we, we actually haven't used we haven't said cash or trash for any of these but so far we've just trashed them all yeah, well, no, no, I think we um, we were really excited about the ethnic grocers. We both cashed that. Oh, we, oh right, 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 cash. It, yeah, we, we, it was just, I did not sit on the side of Skull Candy on that battle for attention. I see, I see. Okay. Never on so, this side. So do you, want, do you want to look at our last cash or trash of the day? Yo, so why is Willa flying influencers from LA to Coachella? This elaborate marketing stunt from the payment and invoice company was created to drive awareness, consideration, and adoption of our service, its co-founder told us. Oh, my God. This screams something that I hear. Okay, how many times have you heard this at the at your agency? Okay. You work your off on a pitch the content's great everything's perfect and you're like this is absolutely what the client wants you get it over to them and they're just like i like i really really like this the first blush is really positive you're like oh my god this is awesome and then like a day later it's like 
yeah, I just wanted to talk to you through some of the content that we, we sent over. Um, I was talking to my insert daughter, son, granddaughter, wife, it's someone like that was like, and they don't think that this is really resonates. So basically I could be talking to a client that's talking about that's selling compliance. Oh my God. We won't say who, but they'll be selling compliance. And then we will talk about something related to um, Instagram. And I'll be like, well, my daughter saw the post and she doesn't really feel like it would, it works on Instagram. Your daughter's 18. Your audience is 35 plus. I, I hope it doesn't resonate with her. So this is someone that's taking the lead from, the, from their kid. I think that smacks it. It's like, oh yeah, influencers are the cool thing. What should I do? Oh, Coachella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I bet what happened was the, 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 um, the marketers, the marketer that came up with this has a kid that wanted to go to Coachella. So they got free tickets to Coachella and they did this and the, they were probably on the jet. And it just seems to me like it's, it doesn't make any sense at all. Well, but it gets even funnier. So they're boarding the private planes complete with champagne brunches, hangover recovery IV drips, and other photo ops rivaling those of fake private jet sets. That's really something. I mean, that's really something. Oh, yeah. So you'll get a champagne brunch, which everybody knows means champagne and like a croissant. And then like, you're going to get the drips, which are like a hundred bucks to get yourself. Um, so how long is this influencer thing gonna last, Chris? Um, I feel like I, I look at this and it looks, them. doesn't it seem like it ran its course? I'm looking at this and I feel like I'm from the future. I'm like, we're still doing this? Is this still happening? Well, Here's the sad fact on that. I think that because we're we're in the great resignation, um, brands need to gas up their marketing a little bit. And I think yeah. influencers gas it up a little bit, but they don't, it's basically like, do you know when you get those like little toy cars and they have a zip cord and you zip them off and go, yeah. and then you eventually go, yes. <laughs> that's influencer marketing. You know what I mean? It gives you like a little zip, but then, and then nothing. Like, then you have to keep zipping in order to get right. it. Then you plateau on the zip. Right. Um, we all know where I sit on influencer marketing. I absolutely hate it. Um, I <laughs> I just don't like it. <laughs> I don't like banking on um, people doing stupid things that are aspirational in a world where we're all trying to be authentic. I just feel like it's I feel like it's it's out it's off brand for the current um, gen culture. Yeah. Gen Z is. So no, that's why it's like, are we still doing this? This is still happening? Okay. Yeah, because that doesn't. Okay. And also, if we're looking at Coachella, that, I mean, yes, it does have a big cross section of, of ages that go to that. But if we're looking at aspirational, we're thinking of Zoomers, like, right? The, the younger generation um, that would be like, oh, wow, wouldn't it be cool to do that? That looks really wild and crazy and like whatever. And then they're doing like, here, go in this, this, pastel painted plane where everything looks like the golden girls living room and we're going to give you ivs and like miller light squeeze bottles i mean it's like no and then you go to the hot mess express like concert i don't know um that's synonymous with drug use i, I don't i don't know it just i don't feel and anyone out there that's going to coachella and loves it god bless you i mean i'm not, Chris I, I'm is not loving this I'm not saying, what? I said, you're loving this. Yeah. I, I mean, I, the thing is that like, when I go to Coachella, I would definitely, cause I like flying the wall type shit, but I would definitely need some sort of VIP access cause I'm not going to mix with the rigs. But like the, the <laughs> <laughs> I can't do an outdoor concert unless I have access. Um, I just worked God. in the industry too much to, with the, the it's like, oh my God, it's, it's, oh my God. it's so much easier. But, but no, it's, uh, what do you think about this? I mean, I know how much you love influencers as well. You're ride or die. Yeah, trash. I I mean, the I will say this: the plane is very pretty. I like the like the tail wing. Mm -hmm. The little, it's very pretty. And I would, if I could fly in that plane, just based on looks, I would. Everything else seems very forced and kind of like in the past. 
It does. I feel like you'll be able to um, uh, execute the same look and feel with stock imagery. Right. You know what I mean? The whole thing looks like a like a like a tampon ad or something, or like I don't know, just something that's very like very. It's ultra feminine too. The whole thing. It's, it's very feminine, but yes. not feminine to the point of like girly. Yeah. Yeah. But not, but not edgy which is where you're going to, they're going to get off the plane and go somewhere edgy and you have like cute girls. Yeah, this, this looks like it should take me to a private party in Hawaii with Lay's. Like that's what that plane looks like. Not mm-hmm. Coachella. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like the, the launch of uh, poise pads and lavender scented. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the plane again and tell me if I'm wrong. But I mean, uh, <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it, but you know what? I tell my clients this too. I'm like, uh, tell me what things that you like and what things you like in terms of aesthetics. And I mean, it can be a female sanitary product. If the website has the elements that you want, I want to take a look at it so I can get the feel for it. Yeah. And, and this is definitely like. So Will, Will is flying the influencers from LA to Coachella so they can all get private douches on the. No. Oh, <laughs> the douches. Oh my god. Oh my god. These are these are these are feminine products. You should know what these are. These are this is they're poise pads. They're kind of like when you sneeze and you pee. Your coverage. It's not like a like a anima bag that you're gonna get. Oh three animals. <laughs> are they using the same bags as the IVs? I mean oh, it's just really Got to be rooter and tutor, hanging it both. <laughs> this one's lavender, and this it, one's vitamin C. This is the most crass episode we've ever done. <laughs> oh my god! No, we had one that was like that had butt munching in it. That did was we? Pretty, yeah, it was very, it was very rude. Oh, yeah, I didn't. I, I don't know if I distributed it on my channels because all of my all of my my audience is not into this. They're not into butt munching. No, no, I not as far as I know. I don't know. I don't watch you for Oreo. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Well, on that note, should we wrap yeah. it up? What a note it is. What a note it is, folks. Well, thank you all for dealing with us and, and staying with us through all of these uh, hot stories, some of them hotter than others. If you have any questions about the news, companies and conversations from the show this week you'll feel you'll find all the details in the notes below also april you should put your ted talk link in the show notes yes sir okay and what else do you have to tell them if you have any questions about the news companies or conversations for this week's show please find our contact details in the show notes below yeah and our dms What's gonna happen? You can't handle it. You can't no, handle what, it. What's gonna happen is everyone out there, she's gonna listen to the show and see that she has read the same line that I I have read, which is going. To, <laughs> so we're gonna keep it in. We're gonna keep it in, um, just for our sponsors, Skull Candy, because we have to keep running. We have to have a certain point of the show. Um, but our DMs are always open, not for the nudes, but for the news companies and suggestions you want to hear about next and thanks everybody for um flooding our dms um you it's really nice to hear that we have some really super engaged listeners so thank you guys for um enjoying this uh show that we're doing for you um but we love work we love hearing from you so please keep in touch and we'll see you next time for more real talk on strategic communications with chris in april yeah hey Hey, bye. <laughs>